Hey everybody, welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crip Review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, and today's episode is Season 7, Episode 2, Last Respects. Alright, so before we get into that, since uh, this season is in the UK, I have decided to have tea sometimes with the episodes for fun. So today I have a new cup of tea. I am drinking Earl Grey tea today. You know, no milk and a little bit of sugar in it. I got a little bit of sugar. It's in a kitty cat cup, kitty cat mug. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and try a little here. Yeah, I like Earl Grey. It's been a while since I've had it, but quick little story about Earl Grey tea and me. When I was in college, now over 10 years ago, <gasps> um... <laughs> There was like this strip of like little bars and, you know, movie rental places and like a Dollar General and all this stuff next to where all the dorms were and stuff on the side of the campus. They would have different specials and things for students. So you could go and drink and whatever for the cheap and then stumble your way back to the dorm rooms onto our quote unquote dry campus. And that's what a lot of students did. Now, I'm not a huge drinker, but some of my friends were. So then we'd go... There was this one place that was pretty close to the campus that uh, kind of was like a bar restaurant, but it was it was more like a cocktail bar. You could get these little potatoes and stuff that were really good. And so, you know, while my friends would be having like a Sambuca cocktail or something, I would be having a cup of Earl Grey tea. They had these... Gus, hi Gus. I know, I'm telling a story. Gus is here. So I would have a cup of Earl Grey tea. For two bucks, you could get like a cup. It would be like on a little dish and like a saucer, you know, with the little teacup. And I think they even, they would just like put the bag in the cup and then give you a little thing of hot water and even like some sugar cubes, I think. It was pretty cute, but it was only like two bucks. And so I would get that. And sometimes we would get, you know, you go during the day or something too. But like, that's usually what I would get along with the little like potatoes and stuff. So that's when I first started drinking Earl Grey. I haven't had it in a while, but it's it's not bad. It's got a little bit of, I mean, the sugar helps with the sweetness, but it's also got, if you've never had it, it has a little bit of like a, um, like a perfumey aftertaste a little bit, but it's, oh my, guys, what? It does have a perfumey aftertaste. Guess says hi. So it's got a little bit of a perfumey aftertaste, not like roses or anything, but just like, I don't know, kind of fragrant, but it's not bad. Like it's not overpowering. So I, I like Earl Grey. So it's nice to have a little. Right now, I haven't had it in a long time. So let's talk about Season 7, Episode 2, Last Respects. Oh, let's get into this one, guys. It's, uh, it's something. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired April 26, 1996. This episode was directed by Freddie Francis, who also directed movies like The Creeping Flesh and 1972's Tales from the Crypt. The screenplay was by Scott Nimifro. It stars Emma Sams from TV's General Hospital, Carrie Fox from TV's Wanted and Last Tango in Halifax, Julie Cox from TV's Holby Blue, Michael Dennison from TV's Boyd QC, Dulcie Gray from TV's Howard's Way, and Peter Waddington from movies like The Calling. I'm going to go ahead here and read the back of the box here for Last Respects. Welcome to the House of Curios, where a cursed monkey paw can grant wishes. Wait, don't wish for that! So yes, it's another Monkey Paul type episode. This has been done multiple times in different ways. There's one on The Simpsons. The interesting thing about this story is this Monkey Paul episode is directed by Freddie Francis. Now, like I said earlier, Freddie Francis also directed 1972's Tales from the Crypt. Great movie if you haven't seen it, or you can go check out the episode I did a couple years ago on it is fun movie. But it's an anthology film, and one of the anthology parts in it is a Monkey Paw episode. I think it's done a lot better in the 1972 version. Um, it's still silly, but I mean, it's done a lot better. This one does not do a super great job on it. The acting's fine. The dialogue's not super great. I think they could have done, like, there's, 
the effects, like the makeup effects are not great in this. It's not that super great of an episode. So we're going to get into it. I was a little disappointed because the first episode of season seven had such a strong start. And it's been a long time since I've seen season seven. So I'm kind of worried it's just going to go downhill from here. So I guess we'll see. But like season seven, episode one, Fatal Caper, where it was three uh, sons basically arguing over a will. This one is three daughters or three sisters arguing over a will as well from their father, just like in the first one. So it's a similar situation, except now there's a monkey's paw. If you don't know the monkey paw situation, it's like there's a little paw or whatever or a a talisman or something, some sort of like statuette or something, and you can make wishes on it. Usually what you wish does, it comes true, but in a way that's detrimental to you. It's kind of like a wishmaster situation or like a uh, leprechaun situation, something like that. So that's what this is all about. Now in this episode, it's an actual like long monkey paw. So season seven, episode two, Last Respects. The episode opens with the Crypt Keeper, of course, like it always does. He is holding some organs and he's putting them away for safekeeping. He's got like a, yeah, he's got like a little like safe, like a little, like a gun safe looks like. And he's putting organs in there and he is doing financial services. It's like an infomercial from the Crypt Keeper. You know, he's going to help you save them organs and save that money and everything like that. So he's just having a good time. He's in a little white suit with a little bow tie and he's just having a good time. So the scene opens up at night and you hear dogs barking and it's Dulcie Gray playing Mrs. Wilder and then I believe Michael Dennison playing a character named Richard. They're an older couple or whatever and like you hear people screaming in the background, some woman screaming like someone's dying. So they've been making this wish on this monkey paw and things have been going bad and so now they're just running around crazy outside and you hear these dogs and people screaming. So she gets the paw, um, Mrs. Wilder, and she's like, okay, I made a wish that's gonna fix everything. And he's like, no, why would you do that? And she's like, no, I just, I wanted us to just be rid of it. It's gonna go to whoever needs it next and we got this and stuff. And he's like, you can't do that. If you do that, that means we're gonna have to die, you know, basically. So then next thing you know, the dogs show up and it's these two Rottweilers. I guess it's their pets or whatever. That's how they're gonna die. The Rottweilers are gonna tear them apart. I can send it away again with my final wish. If you'll allow me just to hold it! No, no, the third wish must go unused. It's the only way. Sophie? No! I did it, Richard. You'll see, I made a wish that this poor would be owned by someone who really deserved it. We're free of the curse now! But don't you see, for the poor to belong to someone else, we would have to... You have your wish at last, my darling. We're free of the curse. They don't show it, but like it's funny because like the dogs show up and the one dog's really like normally in some of these like in Stared in Horror, you can tell the dog's like a really good dog and they just like put some peanut butter on its mouth on this like German Shepherd's mouth and we're supposed to act like he's scary. This one is like, the dogs are trying. The one on the right is definitely barking and working it. Like he's like, arf, 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 here we go. Now the one on the left makes me laugh because he kind of keeps looking at the other dog. Like I noticed, it's probably not anything, but like maybe he was looking at the trainer off the side of the thing, but he keeps like looking over like, oh, we're supposed to be being mean. Okay, mean, mean face. (laughs) It just seems kind of silly to me. I know it's dogs, but it just like seemed like this one dog, his little heart wasn't in it as well as the other one. So they're barking and then it cuts to the dogs jumping and it cuts to their face and that's the end of the opening scene. So the dogs rip them to shreds is the implication. 
So they are gone now. They are dead. So it cuts to the outside of a house of curios. It says Mr. Fingers House of Curios. I don't know about that name, but okay. It is a like a curiosity shop, you know, oddities and stuff. And it's ran by three sisters, Yvonne, Dolores, and Marlise. Marlise, I believe, is the youngest. And so they live in this, it's like a, it's a shop, but it's also got, I think it's got like a house built on top or something, some sort of thing they can live in. So it's just like this curio shop and you have Dolores and Yvonne and they're the older sisters and they're arguing and they're like talking about how they're running out of money and they can't run this shop. And their dad passed away and I'm assuming that's Mr. Fingers. So her dad passed away and they're like, you know, what are we going to do and dad and stuff. And then they turn over, like they move over and she starts cleaning off a coffin that's clear like you can see through it and it's their dad their dad is just right there in the curio shop upright in his coffin in a little suit with a scarf on him and she's just polishing up like oh sorry daddy um maybe we should move you out of the way because you're taking up space you know just all this stuff so that's how odd this shop is they have their dead father on display what are those they're for halloween we're a house of curios not a costume shop dolores at this rate, we'll soon be paupers. And no amount of father's magic is going to change that. If we're going to survive, we're going to have to expand our client base. Never! I will not have nasty little children in this shop dressed up like Iggy Oswald biting the heads off rubber bats. Ozzy Oswald. Oh, Iggy Oswald. Whomever. I will not have them mocking the dark arts. Would more than likely cause father to roll over in his grave. Sorry, father. He's just sitting there with like his mouth all open. So in walks their younger sister, Marlise, and she has a box of just like little knickknacks and things that she picked up, I guess, from some estate sale. I don't think they really go into it, but she brings back this box of things to add to the shop. So they're at each other's throats, and it's basically dialogue of Yvonne is married. She's married to this guy named Basil. He's an idiot, but she's like rubbing it into Dolores like, you're in your 30s and you're single and it's because you're boring. And then Marlies, I think, is single too. So it's like they all live under this house. There's also an older lady. I believe it's Basil's mom. So it's her mother-in-law. Well, Yvonne pretty much, like they all, I think they all live there. But it's like Yvonne has to take care of her husband and his mom. And then the two sisters are there. And then apparently like they're all mad. They're both mad at the youngest sister because she got put in the will when the dad died to be the owner of the place. So she gets to make more decisions, which they hate. So it's just like setting up this whole thing. These people with the wills, like just setting up all this animosity between the siblings. So they're arguing and fighting. Marlise has the box of stuff up on the counter here at the store. And so she ends up knocking it over. And so it knocks over and out falls with a bunch of other stuff, the monkey paw. And now when I say monkey paw, it's not like just the paw. It's like a legit arm. It has like a little like metal base at the bottom. And then it's got this skinny, creepy, tiny little monkey arm. And then at the end is a tiny paw. I was kind of hoping they would do some sort of effect with the paw. Like in the Simpsons episode, I believe it's open and then as you make a wish, each little finger goes down and then it reopens when it gets like a new person. Now this one just stays closed. It's just a closed little monkey fist. I mean, it's not bad looking. They just don't really make it do anything. So it's just like this long little skinny monkey arm with a little paw on it. So they, they see it and they know what it is. Dolores picks it up and she's like, oh my gosh, it's a monkey paw. We know we're going to be saved. We can make wishes and figure this out. And then the one girl is like, don't, you don't know what that's going to do. It's just all this stuff. So they're trying to say what they want to do with this monkey paw. Dolores is super jazzed. She's like, I'm going to make these wishes. 
So now it cuts to another filler scene that really, I guess they needed something to do so they weren't all just sitting around talking about this in the store like they have been already. So they do this dumb scene that really doesn't feel Tales from the Crypt. It feels, it's just silly. So they have this dinner scene and it kind of just, it ruins the episode a little for me. So it pulls back to this dinner scene and it's just in this crowded like big table. Basil's mom, I guess, is there and she's pretty old and they just make her like into this oddity thing of herself. So they have to puree her food. So it's gross. They put her food in a bowl and she's eating it and she's like making gag noises and she's making farting noises. And then the whole time the three sisters are talking about what they want to do with this monkey paw. On the opposite end is Basil, Yvonne's husband, and something's wrong with him. I don't know. He's on medication for something, but he's just like sitting there in his own world. He's reading the newspaper. He loves to read the paper. That's all he really does. He has it set up on like an old candlestick or something, reading while he eats dinner and just their relationship, him and Yvonne are not, it's not great. And it's just this weird scene that like, it's really hard to pay attention about what they want to do with this monkey paw because it's like, I guess a gag fart sounds and it just seems really weird. It doesn't, it's not Tales from the Crypt at all. So it's just like a really weird scene. And like I said, I think they needed some filler because it lasts like a good four or five minutes. Basil, are you going to join us? In a moment, darling. The ham smells delicious. It's lamb, you twit. Lamb, you say? Interesting. Carry on, I'll just be a minute. As I was saying, that whole monkey paw business is just an old story something father told us as children. It's more than that, Lavon. It was in a book. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Marlies. Your literary insight is awe-inspiring, as always. But as most people know, stories do come from books. Not always. Sometimes they come from newspapers. Stop your quibbling. It doesn't matter where the story came from. What matters is that the story is true. Right. What if? How do we even know this is the poor? Marlies, did you check with the people you purchased it from? I told you. It was an estate sale. The couple was deceased. Beware the poor. It is. More meat. More meat. Simple, please, would have sufficed. Do you see what I have to put up with around here? Do you? It's ridiculous. Yeah, so they, they're also talking about, like, how she got this, how she got the paw. And so Marlise is like, oh, it wasn't a state sale or something. So they decide to use the monkey paw, or at least Dolores does. Dolores decides to wish for a million pounds. And they're like, what? And she's like, I could have wished for a lot more than that. That's not that bad. So she wishes for that. And so within like a few minutes, if that, they get a phone call. And they get a phone call that Marlise, since she's like the head of the will or whatever, she's acquired these pins, I guess like these fountain pins maybe, that are each worth 250,000 pounds. So that's only 7,500,000, which they think is weird. They're like, that's not quite a million, but okay. But they're still excited nonetheless. They're like, oh, we got these three pins or whatever that, you know, we can sell and make all this money, but we got to get Marlies down there to check it out. It was apparently some error in the paperwork from like 40 years ago. So Marlies is super jazzed. She's like, yeah, I got all this money. And then she's like calm and walks out because they're like hoping she'll share with them. And I think she's just like, I'm going to get out of here. I don't care because she's like the head of this will. And in the meantime, Basil's just sitting there on the chair. You barely even see his face. He's just reading the newspaper. So Yvonne goes with Marlise. Keep in mind, Yvonne really doesn't like Marlise. 
They go to the executor of this will, these fountain pens or whatever. Alongside this, Marlise mentions that she has a safety deposit box. And they're like, what? Since when? She's like, I don't know. I've had it since daddy died or whatever. Like, that's just going on. Like, she's got stuff in a safety deposit box. And they're just like, interesting, interesting. Yvonne and Marlise goes to this executor or whatever. And he goes, oops, my bad. There was a mistake, a misprint in the information. It's not three fountain pens worth 250000 apiece. It's 33 of these like wiggly snakes, like snake wand looking things, like a gag. And Marlise is just like in tears. Like she goes like, oh my gosh, we're so screwed. What do you mean there are no pens? On the phone you said there were three pens, three pens worth 250,000 pounds each. Yes, well, I'm sorry, but as you can see for yourself, there was a misprint on the shipping letter. What am I supposed to do with 33 waterways snakes? <laughs> uh, I'm warning you, Marlies. Stop this nonsense right now. Marlies, are you listening to me? Again, my condolences, Miss Finger. But as I mentioned before, I do have a dinner engagement. Mr. Kurt, I don't care if you're having dinner with the Queen in your underwear. If you don't take your hands with me right now, I promise you I will personally introduce all 33 of these snakes up your large and rather unflattering <laughs> Dolores gets a phone call that Yvonne and Marlise have been in a car accident. And right away she's like, a car accident? Oh no. And then she gets this little smile on her face. Are they both dead? So she goes to the hospital. Marlise has died. Marlise, the youngest, died in the car accident. And Yvonne's sitting there in the hospital. She has like a little patch on her head and she's like bleeding. And they're just like acting like they're sad. Because Marlise kept crying after she left the executor place. And so Yvonne's like, she just kept crying and kept crying. And we got in a fight and then we got a car accident and then she died. And you don't want to see her because like, I think she said she burnt up in the car. Yeah. So she's like, it burnt up. You can't even see her. And then that's when Yvonne turns to Dolores and she's laying there in the bed and she goes, well, if anything, Marlise had a $1 million insurance policy. So now they're getting the million dollars. Okay. And Dolores feels terrible. She's like, oh, I shouldn't have made that wish. I didn't think it would be like that. She's like, I'm going to go destroy this monkey paw. Don't worry, I'll fix it. And Yvonne's like acting all sad. And then as soon as Dolores leaves, Yvonne's like, okay, okay. So you know she knows something. This is when there's like, uh, they have this monkey paw book. It's like this thick book. At first I thought it was a manual and then it, I think it's just like a story. And she's just like, I don't know how you're going to read it or beat this monkey paw. But yeah, she's so adamant she's going to beat it. She's like in tears. So then Dolores is like, I got it. I'm going to wish that Marlise was back here the way she was before the accident. And immediately they get a phone call and they want them to come down to the morgue because something's up with Marlise. So, Dolores goes to the funeral home. They show her the body, and her body looks a bit waterlogged. It doesn't look very burnt. So, Dolores gets down there, and she's like, is she alive? The mortuary person's like, uh, no, that would be weird. Um, she's not alive, but interesting. We looked at her body, and it looks like she was shot before she drove off the road. And instead of getting on fire, like, instead of being on fire, she drove it into a lake. Someone had shot her, like, in the head or somewhere, uh, I think in the head, and then she drove it into the lake. It was not what Yvonne was saying. So she was murdered. So now Dolores is like, oh, Yvonne has some explaining to do. So Dolores heads home. Yvonne is back in there. She's like furiously packing. She's grabbing like costume jewelry and all kinds of stuff. 
She's packing because she's going to get out of there. She's sick of her husband. She's sick of her husband's mom. She's sick of this place. She's going to take this million dollar life insurance or whatever. I guess she'll get it later. I think she's just like taking the important things from the curio shop and just getting out of there. She feels like she's paid her dues. You know, she's had to change the mom and, and all this stuff. Like she's wanting to get out of there. She hates it. So Dolores pokes her head in and she's like, murderer. I can't believe you did what you did. You killed Marlies for that insurance policy because she found out when she was at the executor with Marlies, she found out that Marlies had this life insurance policy from her father. Yvonne's like, yeah, I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that stupid monkey paw. So Dolores makes one last wish. She like closes her eyes and like she says it in her head. She says that she gives the wish over to her sister. And she's like, and she like tosses the paw over to Yvonne. Yvonne's like, I don't want it. I wish the wish back to you. So now you got it. So somehow, I don't know, I guess she read the book or whatever, but she figured out a way to beat this, which it doesn't make much sense. So the paw, instead of giving the wish to Yvonne, gave the wish to Marlise, who's dead. Give me that bloody paw, Dolores. I don't want you using that last wish against me. Don't have to worry, Levon. I've already used it. You what? Oh, I'm not as daft as you think. I gave my wish away. I wished that the last wish belonged to my sister. You're pathetic. I don't want your wish. In fact, I wish that you had your wish back. <laughs> that, that's done it. Oh, no, it's not. Because I didn't tell the poor witch sister to give it to. I beat it in its own ridiculous game. Twisted Paw gave the wish to Marlies. Okay, so it gives the wish to Marlies. Somehow Dolores knows what her dead sister's wish would be because they turn to the door of the curio shop and all the lights are flashing and in walks like a very, it's windy and it's a dead Marlies. She's in her, out like what she was in when she was driving. She's all waterlogged. It's kind of creepy, but like the makeup is not good. It looks like it's just a bunch of plotted makeup on her face with some blood. And she comes towards Yvonne and Yvonne starts screaming. And they get locked in like this storage area, crypt looking thing inside the curio shop. And Dolores is ecstatic. She's like, woohoo, yeah, I love it. So she was like probably the better part of the episode. I think she did a pretty good job. Carrie Fox, she did a pretty good job. So she's like, oh, by the way, our sister's wish was that she could spend more time with you, which I, maybe she said earlier in the episode, but it just seemed kind of weird. Like, how would she even know? How would she even know the Paul would do it this way? Why wouldn't she still get some sort of side effect from the wish? I don't know. So it just kind of wraps it up that way. It's just like, oh, my last wish is that my sister gets the last wish. And the last wish is that the sister wants to be with the other sister. I guess she's going to kill her and they'll be dead together. I don't know. And then... I guess Dolores is going to get this million dollar life insurance policy. What's going to happen to Basil and his mom? I don't know. But that's how it ends. It kind of was a weird ending. I mean, things work out for Dolores. She seems pretty happy. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. You catch the Crypt Keeper. He's still telling all the puns, having a great time. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... I'm afraid a few of my investment strategies have gotten me into trouble with the DIRS. Not to worry, though. The joke's on him. I'm about to make a killing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Die RS. Get it? Like IRS. Oh my god, so funny. <laughs> I love it. And he's even there like with some guy in a suit, like a human person. 
who is a member, I guess, of the IRS. And uh, yeah, so he's just having a good time. So that's the end of the episode. There is a little bit of trivia besides Freddie Francis directing the feature film of Tales from the Crypt. Um, this is also the final screen performance of Michael Dennison and the final acting collaboration with his wife of 59 years, Dulce Gray. The older couple that was in the beginning of the episode that got ripped apart by the Rottweilers, they are a married couple. They've collaborated many times over 59 years. They appeared together in literally hundreds of stage plays, movies, and television series over a period of more than five decades. So it was a big deal to have them, I suppose, in this episode. It was a small part. They did a good job. It was fun. That's the end of Season 7, Episode 2, Last Respects. The next episode is Season 7, Episode 3, A Slight Case of Murder. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening to this episode. If you want, you can follow me on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at Gek Podcast or at G-E-K Podcast. Gus is finally laying down and loafing and being a good boy, but you can check out his Instagram at a sweet cat named Gus if you want to see some cute cat pictures. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Facebook or I believe Podcast Republic, even Good Pods. I think you can add some stuff on there. But yeah, again, thank you so much for listening and have a good one. Bye. I just had quite a